0: Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you
1: by Ranger Boats. Still building legends, one at a time.
2: Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in folks, this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. Shocked to life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to have you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online at RelyonBattery.com and use code Channel for 10% off. I am Chris Brown along with social media ninja Mr. David Zhong. Brother, how are you today? Pretty good. How about you, sir? I'm okay, finally drying out from a long, wet ABT weekend, <laughs> but uh, all is well. Things are good, uh good event there. I learned that in a very, very heavy downpour, your Mustang inflatable will blow off, not off my body, but up in my face. It exploded, and um, that was a hell of a noise. I'll be real honest with you about that. That was interesting. Uh but no, it was good. Good weekend. Um, got to MC, which means I was not on the ground in the wet in the ants, but knew it was my crew because I took the trailer down and they were dry as can be. So they all looked like little happy elves back there running cameras and doing all they had to do. Except for Jason. He was an angry elf, but we'll leave it at that. So which you know, it's not uncommon anymore. So we'll leave it at that. How was your weekend?
0: Pretty good. I guess you could say had a... Pretty fun Saturday catching some fish. So, yeah. Try to get it in before the water gets hard.
2: Ah, catching fish for the water gets hard. That's a good thing. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. So, how many did you catch? What did you catch?
0: Uh, just largemouth, but uh, pretty much everything came on a Thunder Cricket. Ah, the old yeah. Thunder Cricket. I like it.
2: I like it. Very good to hear. So, I understand you're getting ready for a little uh, outdoor event up north coming up soon you're gonna spend a little time with uh mark zona and kvd and the boys so
0: yep, that'll be hopefully uh it'll be my first time because it looks like for for me i'll be going around and across the, the mackinac 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 bridge mm-hmm. so it'll be first time doing that uh taking that route but the first time going across that bridge, but yeah, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to come up pretty quick here.
2: That should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. I know you'll enjoy that. I was up there a couple of years ago before COVID hit, and uh, a lot of fun, beautiful lakes, and uh, good company as well. So take your appetite; you're bound to eat a lot while you're there. So <laughs> that's for sure. But it is September the 22nd, and uh, as you uh, as you listen to this. And we are excited to have you. Excited you decided to join us for today's show. We had lined up the qualified captain. Eric Stasiak was going to, Aaron Stasiak was going to be with us. Aaron called me today late in a panic. And uh, apparently last week he was coming home from Orlando back up to Wilmington from the Surf Expo show. And uh, he had a U Haul truck literally run him over. And it totaled his truck and messed up the trailer. Everybody's okay. Everybody's good. But he called me, and he's like, dude, the insurance company has just called. They're just issuing me a check. I got to go buy a truck. I'm running behind. I'm like, dude, go do what you got to do. And so we're going to set him up for next Tuesday. He's going to come on. Talk about the qualified captain. If you're not following the qualified captain on Instagram, you got to do that. The qualified captain. It's a great page uh, to follow, a uh, great site, good dude. He's a sea tow towboat captain, I believe. And uh, I read a pretty cool article about him last week. So make sure you check him out. A uh, very cool guy. And um, you will learn a lot about what to do and what not to do. From his Instagram channel. So make sure you check that out, uh, The Qualified Captain on Insta, and uh, enjoy that. So, but coming up, we are gonna have uh, one of the ownership group and the MC of the National Professional Fishing League, Al McCullough, is gonna join us here in a few minutes and talk about um, a few things going on with them. Their last event is next week, so we'll get a little bit of a uh, kind of a state of the union address on this season. And then look ahead at 2022, see if he would spill some beans about what's going on there. They have not yet announced a championship either. So maybe we can poke and pry him a, lot, a little bit on that and see what we can find out. Um, I know you saw it, David, because you posted it before anybody asked us to post it. <laughs> I need feedback. Honest to God feedback. The new Tundra. What you got? What do you think?
0: Um, so for those that don't know i guess you could say I, i'm a pretty big car geek so i've been and i'm a big toyota guy just from motorsports and whatever so uh, i've been paying attention a lot to you know looking at all the teaser shots and you know rumors and whatnot so um obviously the look uh, a couple of weeks ago what toyota you know, release some of the shots of like the, the TRD pro model. Yeah. Some of the specs on that. So we kind of knew what the truck kind of, at least the top online model was going to look like. And some of the features there, but um, I don't know for me, like I, I'm, I'm a bit excited because it's something that's pretty much new. It's a new, the, I guess it's a, a total revamp. So the first new Tundra within the last 15 years. So um, I don't, know, one thing that's probably not as popular amongst true diehard pickup truck guys is the, the engine mm-hmm. but i i think I'm, I'm a big fan of turbocharged stuff so i'm really looking forward to it uh definitely it's got more power supposedly more torque than the outgoing model so uh, i don't know for i guess some of you guys that like big screens it's i think one of them i think one of the trim has a big 14 inch uh touch screen Infotainment screen on it. So, but Info, uh, I'm
2: a big fan of Infotainment. Is that what you said?
0: I, I don't know. It's, it's, well, it's, not, I guess it's, yeah, I don't know if all of them come with GPS or whatever it is, but at least it's the you know, the
2: touchscreen, whatever.
0: Infotainment.
2: Whatever it is. I like it. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I put my iPad up top of mine, you know, and then I, I've got, the, yeah. I've got double infotainment in my truck. But, you know, <laughs> my 2016 is only pretty strong. I surpassed 231,000 miles this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's running pretty strong. So until somebody gives me a 2022 or the prices drop dramatically, I think I'm okay for a little while. I do like them. I, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. The original one, the original photo I saw was a cross between, you know, like a Lexus, a Ford, a GMC, had a baby. And, and all got smashed together on the front. It had a lot of GMC in it. But the more I'm seeing the different styles and the different um, the TRD Pro and the Limited and all that, <laughs> it uh, it's, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. But there's a lot of stuff on that truck though. I, I need to sit in one, I need to drive one, and really get a, a, a better feel for it. So, but I imagine they're popping up all over the old Elite Series and the uh, the BPT Tour uh, next year. I would imagine so.
0: And I guess you know whoever gets one, if they're able to get with this whole chip shortage thing, I think it's still you can still qualify for Toyota bonus bucks.
2: Absolutely, you can. Yeah. You can. So make sure you check it out. I'd love to know your opinions. Two five six five three five three two one seven. X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Please let us know your thoughts on the new Tundra. And um, if you'd buy one or if you're going somewhere else, let me know your thoughts and feelings on that. So I'm on the fence, but I feel certain that my 2016 is going to keep me riding. So I keep rolling with that for a little while. I do have some exciting news for you fishing podcast listeners. Yes, I know. We're just another damn podcast in this (laughs) God-forbidden fishing industry. But... Tomorrow, Wednesday, actually as you record as as you listen to this on Wednesday morning, I'll be recording the first of a new series of podcasts that'll be coming out in October. This is a kind of a new little deal that I've been thinking about for a few months and I've decided to go ahead and break loose with it. I'll have a rather controversial Angler on, veteran on for the first episode. Um, I can't tell you who it is just yet, but you will like it, but new podcast coming out brought to you by anglerschannel.com called lies, legends, and legacies. David, and what do you think about that name?
0: Very like well, a bunch of L's, but definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of promise just in the title itself.
2: My oh, yeah. uh, my wife came up with that name. Uh, after I wow. told her what I wanted to do, my wife came up with it. So, give uh, a big shout out to Bird for for that. But lies, legends, and legacies will come out probably around um, early October. Uh, you'll you'll hear the first episode of that. It's not going to be a weekly thing. It's not going to be a bunch of us. It's just going to be me uh, for the time being. Just going to be me talking to some veterans of the sport, Uh, I kind of want to get, you know, down to the nitty-gritty on some things. How did you get here? Uh, What were you expecting it to be? Give me some lies, some misconceptions. Let us know, you know, some of the ins and outs of the pro fishing world. Give me some high points, low points, regrets, right? Um, And then, you know, talk a little bit about the legacy. You felt like you've left. I mean, we've got a lot of young kids out there that never heard of some of these guys. And we got a lot of older guys out there like me that grew up watching some of these guys or learning from some of these guys. And we really want to know more about them. So, um, kind of reviving the OGs a little bit and uh, getting those guys back into the mix. So, Lies, Legends, and Legacies coming up here early October on all your podcast platforms. And of course, right here on anglerschannel.com. So excited to. Uh, to introduce that and get that to you, we do have a fun show. Like I said earlier, we've got the uh, Al McCullough coming up in a few minutes. We do have the U Pickums, which that made kind of a a turn for the worse for for us, David. I say that, but uh, it made a turn for the worse for us. And then uh, a few news and notes. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead-acid and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead so of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relion batteries? Jason, you can visit rely on slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase now I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping you didn't but even better so hey what are you waiting for get hooked on rely on lithium today with so many exclusive designs and processes no other boat is built like Ranger it's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features more performance and the best value the Ranger fisherman series from bow to stern this is results-based engineering at its best still
1: building legends one at a time
3: at mercury there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either unlimited adrenaline unlimited fun unlimited weekend except maybe having to go home eventually introducing the all-new v8 mercury pro xs light quick efficient mercury go boldly
2: Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, and brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in our good buddy from the National Professional Fishing League, Mr. Al McCullough. Al, how's life treating you, bud?
3: Well, been better, but, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are doing dealing with a lot of things over the last two years, so... Um, a lot of positives out there, just uh, trying to forge forward and and uh, you know be as positive as possible during these trying times.
2: Well, I mentioned it on our last show, and I hate to say that I mentioned it on the, on the last couple of shows, but you guys have lost two very influential anglers on your uh, on your crew there, and and Donnie O'Neill and um, Skeeter Fowler. And um, dude, it's I don't know how you guys are doing, but that's that's tough to take for anybody.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, this is the first time um that I've been affected. I've had some individuals that have been sick, um, but have done uh, you know, have come out of but this is the first time it's actually touched uh directly uh to the ownership group to our Angler family, um, with the passing of Donnie and Skeeter. Um, you know, like you said, uh just two extremely great guys. Um when we started the process uh, to put together uh, the NPFL and in, in our in our field, you know there was there was more than just you know where you finished as far as uh, bass tournaments went regionally, uh, whether it was uh, you, you know your local tournaments, your BFLs, uh, your Toyotas or Postas, um, and character, uh, how you represented your family, uh, how you represented your community and yourself. Uh, These were key factors in, you know, inviting individuals to be a part of the inaugural season. And Skeeter and Donnie uh, both epitomized that. Uh, They wore their families front and center on their chest. Um, They always came with a smile to the events. Very engaging. um, Two great anglers out of the state of Texas. And just to lose these guys to you know this virus that's going around there's just a lot of questions you know people ask why and you know we've always want answers as human beings it's just uh really devastating um not to be able to see these guys competing but most of all for their families um these are these are young guys and they leave behind you know parents uh, children wives um and it's, it's just difficult to comprehend. It's never really going to sink in. You know, I'm always going to be looking for Peter to pull up to the stage or sure. Donnie to pull up to the stage, and, you know, we're not going to have that anymore, and, and, and it's, just a, it's just a shame.
2: It really is. I, I having not known Donnie, but uh, knew Skeeter very well, and from the day I met him, I think I said on the show last week, he's just a guy that you just want to spend more time with. You want to be around more and um he took us in we were there for an event a number of years ago and um me and another guy and uh we were there with him and his family and some other folks and just really got to know him well and uh you know of course communicated through social media and texts and everything else throughout the years but just a great individual and he's i mean i hate it for amy and the kids and and the grandkids and i know he loved those grandkids more than anything, but, uh, just, just hate it for the family more than anybody.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that you knew Skeeter pretty well, and you've had a lot of interactions with them. You know, you could put, uh, Donnie O'Neill in that same mold. Um, always engaging, uh, was about the community, was about family, was about the kids. I mean, Skeeter, you know the numerous conversations and dinners and you know a couple of cold ones i had with him and donnie you know the, the everything out of their mouth was number one their family you know skeeter was just extremely happy with the you know breck his, uh, new grandson who had gone through some complications and came out of it and you know donnie was dealing with you know whether it's high school kids or grade school kids that was first and foremost for these guys is getting them out there to engage in the outdoors and and get away from the video games. And, you know, those were a lot of the conversations along with a lot of laughs and, you know, just some great stories um, just on the road. And, you know, even though it was a short time for our ownership group to know Donnie and Skeeter, you know, we're all here from the Midwest, Paul is over there in the Southeast. Um, We are extremely grateful to be touched by them Uh, even though it was a brief time and, and, and we'll, we'll, we will honor them and it continues to always uh, they'll always be a part of the NPFL uh, as we move forward. And uh, like you said, with Amy uh, and the kids and the grandkids and then Donnie and, you know, his mom, Ruby and all of his significant others, um, you know, it'll be something that uh, we're never going to forget them, but truly blessed to at least have known those gentlemen and, been able to talk to them you know you reminisce about the text messages and stuff like that and it still kind of shakes you up but truly blessed to at least have known them for a short period of time
2: absolutely absolutely well we know that their uh, their legacy will always be around and uh you guys have had a uh, a heck of a first year on uh on tour and uh everything going on with with that and here we are coming up on your sixth and final stop of the regular season next week on grand lake i know you guys are looking forward to that
3: yeah um you know uh it's been uh you know look there was a lot of doubters early when we announced this in october of 2019 which is understandable um did the industry need it um you know nobody really knew was there room for it nobody really knew um you know brad michelle paul and myself uh you know, sitting down and kind of mapping this thing out for 18, 19 months before we launched this thing. Um, Would I do it again? Yeah. But I probably wouldn't do it again in an election year if I could (laughs) give anybody advice. So (laughs) I will tell you that, especially, especially the state that we're going through and plus, you know, with this uh, virus. So, so we had a lot of obstacles in the way, but, you know, getting here to the sixth event, um, you know, doing a, uh, two spring, two summer, two fall events, doing a trailered way in, you know, production value with uh, Luke and David and Fat Cats, um, all of the moving parts. Um, we're extremely pleased uh, with the product we've put out there. Um, I think that we've lived up to the expectations and promises with our angler field, uh, with the communities that we've engaged and had our tournaments at, um, you know, the support with you guys. Um, and your staff and giving us publicity, you know, we're grateful and thankful for that, uh, other podcasts out there. And then, you know, other people engaging us and stuff like that. And, you know, the great thing about it is, you know, introducing uh, 110 new guys, uh, or anglers this year, and, you know, we'll have a full field next year. Um, these are new individuals that, you know, we're introducing from different regions of the country that you know anglers Channel can engage and various other podcasts, et etc et etc, and now we 've got more people to follow uh and, and learn more about fishing in the outdoors, which is, is crucial, especially at this time uh, in this age uh, where we 're at in our country is to get people outdoors to enjoy fishing and it 's relatively inexpensive just to go out there and you know grab a pole and a, some a can of worms or whatever, and go sit on the dock with your dad, your granddad, your grandma, your grandpa, whatever it might be, and just get outdoors and, and and breathe in some fresh air
2: absolutely absolutely well you've had a, a host of big winners I mean Sukup winning two of the events this year and of course Carson and Perkins being on the home bodies of water for uh, for Brandon there and then of course Buck Mallory up in uh, on Winnebago so um, obviously by the looks of things and following live and everything else I mean you guys just keep on you know growing and growing and growing and getting better 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 uh, every event
3: well, I appreciate that. And, you know, as long as we're moving that needle, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a spike, but as long as it's just a gradual increase, you know, we learn from every event, uh, there's a lot of logistics that go into doing something that is that trailered way in that, you know, that's a, another beast to deal with. And, you you know, dealing with that with the venues that we've been at so far this year, when we go back to them, you know, in a couple or three years, we will understand how to work that. And then as we go to newer venues in 2022, uh, these are things that we'll have to uh, learn and adjust. But, yeah, as far as, you know, we're extremely proud of, um, you know, Luke Duncan and David Dudley, you know, Bradley Hallman. Uh, he filled in there down at Harris Chain just to kind of give a new flavor, a, a new viewpoint and a look and everything. And then what Fat Cat does out on the water there, the entertainment factor and the knowledge part, we hope that we're giving the viewer out there, you know, something interesting to look at. And on top of that for next year, you know, based off where our scheduled dates are, where the elites are, uh, FLW and MLF, um, you're pretty much looking at, we've got no conflict with the elite dates, So we're not on top of each other there. FLW we're not on top of, but MLF, I believe maybe we might have two dates that coincide, so for guys like yourself, for the viewers, there won't be multiple tournaments to watch on the same weekend. They're all spread out to where now you've got something to watch, you know, when everybody starts up in end of January. And then when we end up uh, finishing up with our championship, uh, you know, the second week of November. So that'll be a good thing for the uh, fishing fan and for the viewer.
2: Well you've got my vote for those for those two dates that are conflicted I'll be watching NPFL if, you, if anybody's asking so but I'm, <laughs> I I'm, I appreciate I'm, it I'm not gonna put you on the spot but uh, we know that the uh, the championship is TBD on the website any idea when you'll announce that location and that date for this year
3: Yeah we'll announce that on showdown Saturday at our final event at Grand Lake okay? So that will be announced then. Um, of course, uh, you know, with the support that you guys have given us, we'll give you a little bit of heads up and all that kind of stuff. So uh, you'll be in the know before everybody else. Oh, well, thanks for that. Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, I got to ask because, you know, it's, it's what I do. It's my job. When will we see a 2022 schedule come out from you guys?
3: So we are looking to deliver that probably, uh, I would say, mid-October um we'll finalize that uh i've got a couple of items i got to finish up and then we're going to announce that we really want to um you know with this sixth event at grand lake we've got an extremely tight angler of the year race and we do not want to take away from those guys that are battling out for that uh final spot number one to make the championship and then two um you know, who in our top five or six uh, will capture uh, the first ever Angler of the Year award. So, as far as the strategy goes for there, we want to give those guys the publicity. Number one, the Angler of the Year. Number two, the 25 anglers that are going to make the championship. And then we'll come out with with the schedule.
2: Sure. Well, you've got not only a tight race at the top, but you've got a tight race around 25th, too. I mean – it's really yeah. anybody's ball game to make that uh, to to make that championship. And if you're in, you still got to catch them. But if you're if you're just out, I mean, you could really make a move here.
3: Yeah, you know, the last uh, couple of events, especially the one up at uh, Winnebago, um, you know, you saw some fluctuation there. Uh, some of our top guys uh, had a little difficulty on day one, uh, day two, and kind of dropped down a few spots, um, as far as the angler of the year race goes, um, as far as that 25th and final spot, there was a lot of movement, uh, and it's very tight at that area there. The one thing that's great as an ownership group goes and for the organization, you know, the anglers would probably say, no, nope, nope, I'd, re- you know, want to know that I'm the angler of the year after four events or five events, or know if I know I want to know that I'm in the championship, but for us and for the viewer, the amount of excitement that's going to come into that, you know, final broadcast from day one to day two to day three, you know, there's a lot of storylines that are going to play out, not only the winner of the event, uh, but angler of the year, and then who qualifies for the championship. So there could be a lot of fireworks that take place, like I said, on the three competition days and especially on showdown Saturday.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, getting to know your guys uh, through Luke and Dudley and, and, and Fat Cat, and getting to know your anglers, and even the ones we've had on the show. I mean, you're really growing and uh, cultivating some young guys here to to really grow in the sport and potentially move on to bigger and better things with the elites and the opens and everything else down the road potentially.
3: Yeah, you know, there there's just a lot of possibilities for name recognition for these uh, these anglers nationally and worldwide. You know, there's a lot of uh, anglers that are over there you know, in Japan and stuff like that to follow the uh, the American professional bass circuits and stuff. And and for our guys regionally, you know, everybody knew, you know, Skeeter and Donnie down in Texas to put them on a national level or, a, you know, a John Sokup out of Oklahoma mm-hmm. or a Keith Carson out of Florida. Everybody knew them down there, um, you know, uh, Mark Schilling, Etc. Uh, Etc. Cetera, et cetera. I can go down on the list, sure. but now to put them on a national level and give them an opportunity to come out here and showcase their talents, you know, we couldn't be more proud of uh, the field that we have.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. So,
0: go ahead, David. So I know Chris might not put you in, but I'll put you in a little bit of a spot here. But wow. uh, all right, all right. So, <laughs> so um, looking at the uh, going to the final event of the year. And knowing that the what the top four guys are separate, but I think there's fifteen points. Do you think that the Aoy the person taking the Aoy this year are they going to come from the top five guys, or is it going to come outside the top five this year?
3: Wow, you talk about on the spot. <laughs> so now I'm trying to you're trying to make me play favorites. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say a name. <laughs> I didn't anybody, say a name though. Anybody? I, I tell you what. Um, look, you you look at the top five, and then you go down through six or ten. There was a big shakeup, like I said, at Winnebago. Grand Lake, um, you know, I'm an Ozark guy. Uh, I know I've been around it and seen where, like, Lake of the Ozarks and Table Rock, those are good fall fishing lakes. Grand Lake's going to play a little bit tougher yeah. uh, that time of year. Um, it, it, it's going to be a game of adjustments. Um, but you got to look at somebody, look, like John Soka. He's, you know, there in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Uh, he's fish Grand Lake. Uh, you look at somebody like uh, Sheldon Collins uh, as far as making the championship. You know, it's a good opportunity for him there. You look at um, Jeff Dobson out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Yep. You know, these are the local guys there. And then any of those northern Texas or those Arkansas guys, look at Hunter Bogman. Mm-hmm. He's Fish Grand Lake and BFLs and Toyotas and Coasts over there. So – if I put it to you this way, if you if you if you told me I had to put my house up for sale and make a bet in Vegas, I'm going to go top five, okay? But beyond <laughs> that, I'm not going to risk anything below that six and ten. It's it, it's definitely going to be a race there,
2: okay. Okay. for sure, for sure. So, well, Al, I know yeah. I called you last minute uh, to jump on the show. I appreciate your time of night and your willingness to jump on here and talk to us. We'll let you get back to work. And uh, again, looking forward to seeing this thing wrap up next week.
3: Hey, guys, appreciate all the support this year. You guys have been phenomenal for us um, and uh, everything that you've done for us. You know, Chris, coming down to our first event down there at UFO. it was great meeting you. You guys keep up the good work, and anytime you want to talk to us, just reach out to us.
2: we Will do it, bud. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, be good. See you. Well, guys, there he is, Al McCullough, National Professional Fishing League. Uh, good dude. Al. I tell you what, if, if I call, Al answers the phone, and it's always good to have him on the show. Talk a little bit about Skeeter and Donnie. And of course, um, didn't want to push too hard, but um, I want those dates for 2022, dude. I got to get it on my calendar,
0: you know? You know, it, it, it's actually, he's what, mid October. So that's actually a lot sooner than I thought it was going to be. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that they would have taken their time, but I know some organizations might have been like, oh, we're still waiting. So you might not see something like December or maybe even January. So,
2: But I will say this. He's mm-hmm. trying to keep it off other dates. He wants his guys to be able yep. to fish the Opens, fish the Toyotas, and do what they want to do fish other trails, other circuits, other things. So I give them credit for that. So, okay, quick, 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 quick little break. When we come back, we'll do some You Pick mm-hmm. we'll up. We'll wrap this up, we'll wrap this up right
1: I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off and I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill. Honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's
2: Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing,
3: our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations.
1: Whether day or night, I love to tie one on.
2: Every day of the week, I like to tie one on.
1: I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on.
2: Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may
1: not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man, join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on.
2: (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks, to English Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap Up section of the show, brought to you by Under Armour Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. Stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer with Under Armour ISO Chill. Learn more at uafish.com. Going to be doing some social takeover uh, with those guys here soon. We'll do a little work with Justin Lucas. So, looking forward to that. All right, David. A lot going on tournament world, a lot of tournaments, championships,
0: regionals. What we got? All right. So before we get in, just so that uh, people who say that we don't like the BPT or MLF say something. Uh, who well would say as, uh, something like that? Some people might, but I want to give those guys some, I guess, some uh, some coverage. But just to say, uh, winner of the stage seven on Saint Clair for the Bass Pro Tour was, uh, and he dominated and just. I don't know. He was smashing the fish up there, but Michael Neal caught 168 pounds and 11 ounces with 58 fish on the championship day to take the win on St. Clair.
2: Big day. Big day for him. So He was dialed it, So That was good to see. So he is one of a handful that have ever won their group and then dominated and won the championship day as well. So yeah. congratulations to him.
0: Okay. All right, so moving on, though, we uh, first look at the LBAA, the Lady Bass Anglers Association. They had their classic event on Logan Martin.
2: Let me ask you this. Was this a surprise to you? The winner? Yes.
0: Exactly. Okay, moving Mm on. No. Uh, So uh, if you guys can get that hint, um, classic second lady to ever qualify for the Bassmaster Classic, Miss Pam Martin-Wells. Won that event with a weight of 32 pounds, 32.68 pounds uh, with 15 feet. How how much was it? 32.68.
2: 32.68. Okay. I looked at the wrong day. So uh, I got to go back to my weights on that one. So, okay, good. Way to go. Way to go, (laughs) Pam. All right. 32.68. I messed that one up. So I'm going to go back and check my weights. So. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, all right, so we, well, I guess we'll be uh well I tell you what, I tell you what, what's we'll take we'll take one second. Hang on. Sure. Oops. <laughs> and I'm back. All right. So looking at that one, 3268 for Pam. Doug Rogers with a 3110. Grabs the win and the U Pickums and uh and KG makes a little run. With 30 pounds, one ounce for his uh, for his take. So before that, we were all over. But now that I know it was a three-day and I messed that up and totally screwed the pooch on that deal, KG gets the point. So way to go, Doug. Way to go, KG. Congratulations.
0: Okay. Next. Next up is the Toyota Series on the Potomac River. And winning that event there, and it was pretty close, it looks like, uh, almost the top three, but uh Thomas Wooden caught forty pounds, forty-five pounds, excuse me, and two ounces over three days of fishing to take the win there. 45 2.
2: 45 2. James uh what who is it? James How can I not read my writing? James Rice. Wow, Chris, way to go. James Rice, 44 14 for the you pick on win and Michelle grabs a point with 42-10 out of our group. So.
0: All right. Uh it looks like uh like you I guess you did hint earlier. It looks like it's going to be uh, a two horse race in that one for us, but um anyways, I did not to-
2: no, you you are wrong, my friend. It, it's it's changing by the minute. So, <laughs> by the minute.
0: <laughs> Well, the more I screw it up, the more it <laughs> So, All right, so moving from, uh, what was it there, from the Potomac, we go all the way to Lake Fork for the Big Sealy's Big Bass Splash event uh, on Lake Fork. And the winner of the overall Big Bass there with a 10-pound even fish was Mark Troll from Alabama. Mark Troll from
2: Alabama with his Bama hat
0: on, roll tide, war eagle,
2: whatever, uh, 10 pounds even Brandon Black our August winner Ooh. uh with a or I'm sorry our July winner I believe with a 958 uh guess there for the point and KG grabs his second point of the week with a 930
0: so hmm. it's good to know that KG gets points when he plays <laughs>
2: How else would you get points? You got to play to get points, right? You gotta pay play to get points. So all right,
0: what else we got? All right. Next up we go to the to Curl Lake for the Curl Lake Bassmasters event there. And the winner was a team of Tyler and Ricky Trent. They caught 1521 to take the win. 1521. <clears throat> Michael Hunt with a
2: 1356 grabs the point there. Uh, actually it was 1471 because they had a dead fish Trent, Trent did. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yep. Sorry. Yeah. 1471. 1471.
2: Michael Hunt grabs the point 1356 for the you pickums and Michelle grabs a point at 1110. The rest of us were over. So mm. yeah, not going to dwell on that though. So.
0: Talking about do overs, uh, so the next one that we had on our list was the English Choice Marine yeah, Classic we'll just, on we'll Lake Norman. Yeah, huh?
2: somebody somebody messed that one up pretty bad. My apologies. <laughs> It'll be on the October list whenever it decides to show up. So <laughs> it was my fault. So, but I do have the Pomodoro Boat Center Clark's Hill results if you'd like to hear those from 2 weeks ago. Sure. All right, so coming in with a total weight of 14.13 after a dead fish penalty, Michael Fuller and Billy Collins win the PBC on Clarks Hill on nine eleven with 14.13, which gives the point to Brian Wilson with a 14.09, and our own David Chong with a 14.10 Ooh. grabs the point there. So – Big, uh, big relief there. And Paul Benson, I'm still looking for the cash-in results if you ever want to send them to me. So, anyway, moving on.
0: All right. Next up uh, is a the Alabama Bass Trail event on a very wet Alabama River out of Cooter's Pond. Uh, the team of Tom Frank and Brian Talmadge caught 1666 to take the win on the Alabama River.
2: And if you've ever watched an Elite Series event this past year, and you've seen Lt. Lisa Talmadge cross the stage or work the stage and, and the scales, that's his—that's uh, her husband, Brian Talmadge—that won this event. Tom Frank and uh, Brian Talmadge, sixteen sixty-six. Hunter Farish was sixteen fifty-four. Grabs the point, and I grab a single mm. point for the week with sixteen forty. Had somebody tell me it was going to take 28 pounds to win this tournament. I told him flat to his face, if it takes 28 pounds, I will buy you a steak dinner. It took nowhere near that to win this tournament. I knew it'd take 1666 to win, or I'd close. I had 1640. So, I'll, t- I'll take that point. All right, what else we got?
0: Last one of the week, we go back down to Texas for the MLF BFL on – uh, was it was sam rayburn uh-huh. and right yep and uh that was a super tournament there so Clayton bolware caught 37 pounds before 10 fish to take the win on sam rayburn 37
2: pounds for clayton he had what like 22 pounds even one day and then like 15 pounds even the next or vice versa yep. so uh playing the evens game there jim benz had 36 eight. To, uh, to grab the point there, and uh, young David with 34-12 grabs the Ooh. point there. So if you're scoring at home, currently in the lead for the u Pickums, David Wilder has two points. Kenneth Grover, David Roy Rose, James Royal, David Jong, Doug Rogers, James Rice, Brandon Black, Hunter Farish, Jim Benz, Michael Hunt, and Brian Wilson all have a single point apiece going into our final week. Because the follow next week, is, is it next weekend like the like the first? Um, going into the final week of the u Pickums for September because somebody totally screwed the pooch on the first week. So we will going into our final week, yes, because October 1st is next Friday. In our final week, you're saying there's a chance there's a chance yep. so be ready for it and the Anglers Channel you pick them rounding out the bottom myself with two points and a strong tie for second with three points Kenneth Grover David Zhang and currently leading the pack with four points she has a very slim lead four points Michelle Eichten. so there you go folks there's your you pick for the week and uh, we got a lot going on, David. So it, it's anybody's ball game right now. Anybody's ball game. So I know we've posted and shared a few other uh, tournament trails up there on the page as well. So make sure you're checking those out and uh, seeing what's going on there and liking those. We'd like to share. If you do have results, feel free to shoot them to us. C Brown, anglerschannel.com or D-Jong, not Dijon Mustard, <laughs> but D X I O N G at anglerschannel.com, please. And you want to give your little schedule statement right here at this point in the show?
0: Sure. Uh, as always, I know it's what, September, so it's almost fall. But if you guys that are fishing your fall or winter or I guess what, late winter or 20, early 20, 2022 uh, schedules, uh, events, please send them over because uh, we would definitely like to get them up and have them be part of our – weekly new pickles absolutely
2: well. we'd love to uh we'd love to get that stuff put in and uh appreciate the fine folks at curl bass masters for getting with me today and giving me their results and telling me that they were up on the website if i would just look so i did and they were so there you go all right so i had gone through and tried to put together bpt points why i don't Ooh. know because they're just gonna totally overthrow <laughs> me but I tried to do it, and I'll be really honest with you, I just lost interest. Um, no offense, I had other things going on. I did, however, pull up the standings for the for this year's points. I was I was trying to go through and do the three year average, right? And I just I I totally lost all interest in engaging and everything because it just didn't look right to me. But uh, so I went back. Standings currently uh, for Angler of the Year, of course we know Jacob Wheeler won that. He jumped up from third. The Foe fell from first. Brent Ayler finished third, falling from second. Michael O'Neill made a jump from eighth all the way up to fourth. Justin Lucas stayed steady. Eddie in fifth. Stephen Browning made a jump from ninth. Alton Jones Jr. stayed the same. Gerald Spoyer, Jess Sprague, Bobby Lane around out your top ten. Skeet made a jump from 16th to 11th. Mark Davis from 18th to 12th. Strader jumped from 34th to 13th with his heroics there. And Wiggins made a jump from 30th to 14th, as well did Brian Thrift. He jumped from 41st up to 15th. Um, Toc jumped up 10 spots. Van Dam jumped up six spots. Vincent fell a few spots. Shin fell a few spots. David Dudley jumped from 44th to 20th. And then we got Montgomery, Cannell, Avina, Bertrand, Elam, Jones, Rose, Chapman, John Cox, and Fletcher Trioc at 30th. That's where I drew the line on the list, thinking that that's where Redcrest stops. When did Redcrest jump to 40 anglers, David?
0: I don't know. So I was going to ask you, like, what is the Red Crest called? But I guess that's half the field. Well, but yeah, I didn't know.
2: But – not, everybody, not Nobody else does have the field. I mean, well, Bass is a little different. They only need 36 out of 100. So when did it jump from 30 to 40? That's what I want to know. Because in all that change, it jumped to 40. And now all of a sudden, your Wheeler stays the same because, they, I guess they had the COVID drop, right? So they had a whole different standings for Red Crest. Um, and I have not compared the two. I probably should have. But Cox, Vincent, Chapman, I mean, let's, let's do it this way. From 30th down, Avena, Alton Jones, Gagliardi, Burge, Coulter, Lane, Jolie, Edwin Evers, Andy Morgan, Casey Ashley, and Bradley Roy are your final 10 into the Red Crest. Knocking out Dean Rojas, MDJ-ish. Matt Lee missed it by only six points. So sorry, Matt. Rombanas, Suggs, Scroggins, Britt Myers, Cody Meyer, James Watson, Height, JVD, Faircloth, Murray, Pace, Lambert, Walker, and a whole list of other guys that will not be making it, including Gary Klein and Boyd Duckett, will not be in the Red Crest. But um, I need to go back and compare the list. I know that – let me just look at this right quick-like. I know that if down in 40th – let's see. Andy Morgan was in 40th, and he jumped to 38. Uh, Yeah, so everybody kind of moved up two spots. Um, So where Rojas was 43rd in points after the final, he actually jumped to 41st. Ashley, Casey Ashley was 32nd. He fell to 39th. Um, So not a lot changed from the looks of it as far as who's in, who's out. But, yeah, now going to 40. So I guess, you know, it's kind of like everything else. We're just going to make it up as we go along so i'd love to know when that changed because i had no idea that it did so but there it is so there's your 2022 red crest standings your 2021 angler of the year i also have or had heavy hitters somewhere but um Obviously, I didn't pay enough attention to it, so I'm not sure where it went, but uh, it's here somewhere. So, But I had heavy hitters as well uh, in that list to see who who was going to that. Um, literally, I've got a ton of paperwork here. I don't even know where it went. All I got, all the angle of the year, so I'm sure it's here somewhere. But anyway, so I know Ish Monroe made it because he boasted about it on social media. Uh, also, the Tota series in the Northern, um, they finished up, I believe, their final event. Top ten qualify for the pro circuit. Matt Becker, Brian Thrift, Nick Hatfield, Robbie LaFere, Marty Robinson, Martin Villa, Troy Morrow, Mike Iconelli. Ike's got options, bro. <laughs> Ike has options. Brian Latimer and Todd Walters. We know that Becker and Thrift and Robinson are current uh, – well, and Latimer too are current PC guys so I'm sure that list will go down to almost to Brent Crow in fifteenth, who is a local, um, Alabamian here in North Alabama. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there, and how that uh, that ball falls. So uh, let's see what else we got going on points wise. That's about it for that. We do have the Central Opens. I think it's the final. Yeah, the final. Uh, the final Southern coming yep. up next this week. Yeah, final Southern coming up uh, this week, actually, coming up for uh, for the Bassmaster Open. So that'll be a good one. And then, um, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about all I got. What else is going on in the world of uh, professional bass fishing, David, that I'm not aware of?
0: Uh, I think that's it. Cause it's been slow, and a lot of these guys, well, the Elite Series has, well, has been, what, done for almost a month now? So I'm pretty like- sure half the guys are in a tree stand somewhere.
2: Yeah, I like that text today when uh, when I said, <laughs> who do y'all, you know, when, when the qualified captain had to bail and reschedule to next week, I'm like, who do y'all want to get on? And you're like, well, let's get at least biggest guy on, but they're all going to be in tree stands. So, anyway, we did, we weren't able to do that. <laughs> so, I'm sure we could have found somebody. But I wonder, I, you know, it was good to have Al on, talk about Skeeter and Donnie and uh, kind of what's, uh, what's cleaning up, uh, finishing up on there. On their side. So it was uh, it was definitely good to uh, to have them in. One thing we've not yet talked about is the You Pick'ems for this week, right? So you got till midnight tonight, Wednesday, the 22nd, to get your picks in. Bass Open on Lake Norman, the final Southern event coming up. Uh, I need your overall weight for three days, uh, pounds and ounces, please. And you got the Toyota Series on Havasu. That's a three-day event as well, pounds and ounces. Also, keep your uh, keep your friends uh, and neighbors close in prayer out there because they're losing a lot of water. Not in Havasu, but I'm talking about in California in general. So just be thinking about those guys. Yes, sir.
0: Hi. So I want to shout out since, since we're talking about uh, Havasu. Just a shout out to uh, Joel Pogger for catching <laughs> the little, Thanks, little Joe. fun hour. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. You know? What a dumb bass. Yeah, sorry. That's on me, Joe. That's on me for not looking at it right. So, yes, we had a little change in venue up there on the Toyota Series. It's at Havasu. We ran the press release. I misread it. All right, National Bass West on Havasu also this weekend. So, that'll be a Friday-Saturday deal where uh, the Western is the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, Angler's Quest Individual Championship on Rayburn. That's a Friday Saturday, a Saturday Sunday deal, excuse me. Collins Bash for Chat Cash Championship moved to the Chowan River. That's a Saturday Sunday as well, overall wait for 2 days. Fisherman's Choice Team Championship on Texoma. That's a 2-day deal. And then the Bass Nation Kayak Series on the Old Mississippi River near Lacrosse, as it says on our on our maps. <laughs> near Lacrosse, that's an overall winning length in inches. Inches. Don't give me weight. Give me inches. So gotta know what that's all about and we will uh we will go from there. So that'll be a good event as well. I'm getting I'm getting interested in the kayak stuff, David. I really am. So we're uh Speaking
0: of him. kayak, my, my brother's fishing that event, so <laughs>
2: Is he really? Yeah. Well that's cool. That'll be fun. So I'd like good to, luck to him. I like to see how he does in that. That'll be uh that'll be interesting. Are you do you feel the same way? So
0: I'm not, a uh, you know, not to hate, but I, I, the kayak things that we might think about but my brother's been doing it for quite a while, but we'll see how he does. He asked me, I, I've only been on the, the Mississippi River, just say what, two times ever. So he asked me for a smite, I'm like, but we'll see what he does. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Let's see how he did when he uh, went to practice over this past weekend, but
2: good luck to him though. So he's, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. But he, has he been doing this for a while?
0: Uh, and I, he, I, so I, he fishes more like local stuff. So, um, I, just, I can't picture, I, I can't picture money as a,
2: as a kayak guy.
0: I really can't. So, well, he, he got a, I think this he upgraded again. If I was, I mean, he, he got the one kayak that I would get. Cause if I was to ever do kayak, he got the old town with the, um, the trolling motor, the, with the spot lock on it too. So oh, that's yeah. the only way I, yep. He upgraded that to this, this year, but he's been there for a little bit. But yeah, but so yeah, uh, but this is, I think, his first time fishing at least the Bass Master that level. So. Okay,
2: very cool, very cool. Well, that's uh, that's good to know. So, trying to be uh, looking out
0: for him. And what's his name so we can watch for him in the standings? Nia and HIA, or you know, yeah, because if you go by his screen name, it's money, but money. It's I Nia. call it money, so yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, that's always, that's always good. That's, uh, that's awesome. So, well, did you, did you learn anything this week?
0: I guess you could say, I learned a few, so yeah, I learned a few things I guess you could say. Well, nothing that's new. So the first one I talked about earlier this show is just, uh, you know, I mean, what was it? Just catching fish on that striking thunder cricket. I mean, that's one. So I, I'm, I'm, I was never a big fan of when the whole chatterbait craze started with maybe 20 years ago. 15, 20 years ago? 15 years ago. we we'll So, like, uh, so, like, once the JI camera came out, I decided to give that a try. So, uh, but then, but basically, I throw either that or the Striking Thunder Crick. And actually, the Thunder Crick has been tied on a good majority of the time within the last year, year and a half. And I've been catching up uh, a lot of fish on it. So, <laughs> but uh, that reminds me, I just need to restock on a whole bunch of Striking stuff. So, okay but oh, uh yeah because uh what's that no that no, will because i i burned through well i get bit off a few times but then running through i I used my favorite trailer that's either a, a menace grub or uh rage bug okay so but yeah, yeah. And then the other thing i guess like you could say i learned is uh so last week i, I you know trying to keep it clean here uh Oh no! Please, th- please don't. <laughs> please let's let's just go full bore here. What you got? No, so we talked about last week about how you know how I'm not spontaneous I'm about, Well, my wife's talking about oh, making wow. a move. Uh, you know, you okay. know, making a move down to Texas, but she did say you know if we were to move to your guys's neck of the woods, said you know I, I could see myself living in Madison, Alabama. I'm like, really? Why Madison? So <laughs> I, yeah, why why <laughs> Madison? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's what she said. So I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I tell you what.
2: What's your wife's name? <gasps> Lisa. Lisa. That's right. Because it, it's on your uh, it's on your Zoom account. Lisa, if you want to come <laughs> to Miles, Alabama, I've got a great realtor. I know some good people here, and um, I can put your husband to work at least 15 weekends out of the year, right, Kenneth? <laughs> so I can uh, I can certainly find work for him. <laughs> Fifteen weekends out of the year. During the week, I don't know what else to do. But during the, during the week, weekends I can—I've got him covered. So, we do that. And we are excited to welcome in finally our good buddy AC Insider, Mister Kent Grover. Buddy, how are you?
1: I'm good. I wasn't sure if y'all would still be on or not. I just figured I would take a chance. And <laughs> looks like I caught you right at the tail
2: end. Right at the tail end. How's life been treating you? How's everybody feeling? You okay?
1: I'm I'm good. I'm in Searcy, Arkansas, right now.
2: Okay. All right. So taking the daughter back home and uh, back to school rather. So she's feeling yes. good. She's cleared past all her tests.
1: Yep. She's got a little lingering cough. It's kind of like an allergy cough, mm-hmm. which is kind of what how it all started anyway. But other than that, she's good.
2: Okay. And how's mama? Mama okay?
1: Mom's doing good. Okay. She she told me yesterday, she's like, you know, I've worked a lot of days where I felt worse than this.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can believe that. So good, so good. Well, you spent the weekend on Gunnersville. What did you learn this weekend?
1: I learned that fishing on Gunners was pretty tough.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I kind of I kind of stayed upriver, which is an area of the lake I don't fish very often. It was was kind of trying to force a few things. I I, I caught some fish, got some bites, got a frog in my hand. That's always fun.
2: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So you're, uh, so you stay clear of the COVIDica and you're, you're just, you're good right now. I'm good. Okay. All right. We sure missed this past weekend. That's for sure. So, but I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're feeling okay. So. I
1: I, I mean, I, I kind of missed you too, but.
2: You kind of did. At the
1: same time, I I had two full (laughs) days. I I was fishing. So I,
2: I get a good little trade off. I get it completely. So trust me, I completely understand. So, but uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you're able to get on here for a few minutes uh, as we as we end the show. Like I said, uh, we will have the qualified captain on next Tuesday. So um, if you have any questions for him, two five six five three five three two one seven, the excellent hotline brought to you by Trickstep. If you have any comments about tonight's show, you can shoot us an email. cbrown Brown at anglerschannel.com. dot com. Or, of course, fire us a text there at the hotline, 256-535-3217. And with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, the uh, one of the ownership members of the TNPFL, Mr. Al McCullough for the AC Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend, as always. God bless good fishing. Put that light PFD on. Buckle it up tight. Ain't that kill switch. We'll see you next week.
0: Don't take it first.
2: Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your
1: number one tournament resource.